0: Hey, what's up Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to Arrowhead Live. This is episode 11. I'm Grant, here with my co-host Ori.
1: What's going on guys?
0: So today we're going to keep it kind of short and sweet. um, Given that there's not much going on, we just have uh, the first uh, round of OTAs. We have the Darren Lee trade. And uh, other than that, that's really about it. Um, So first and foremost... We want to give a big thank you to everyone who participated in our Trevarius Award um, giveaway. And uh, if you didn't win, you know, keep your head up. You know, we do a lot of giveaways, so there's potential that that you'll you'll win in the future. So just keep an eye out for those giveaways. And as far as that goes, um, without further ado, we want to give a big congratulations to Corey Olinick. Um, that's at Corey, O L Y seven, eight, one. Uh, congratulations, Corey.
1: Congratulations, man. Uh, and
0: also thank you to Traverius Ward for, uh,
1: for sending the, for sending the gloves and the towel for us uh, signed over. That was really nice. He took a time out of his day. You know, he's a busy guy going with, having an OTA starting up and all that stuff. So really appreciate him sending it and uh, congratulations, Corey.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Corey, we're going to we're gonna send you a DM here pretty soon, and we'll get all your information uh, to get that stuff mailed out to you. So, uh, moving on to the Darren Lee trade. Uh, the Chiefs sent a 2026th round pick to the New York Jets for linebacker Darren Lee, who is a former Ohio State Buckeye. He was a uh, number 20 overall pick in, I believe, the 2016 draft. Yep,
1: it was 2016, yep.
0: Um, so... Yeah, so Darren Lee, um, you know, he played the four three in New York, and or I mean, I'm sorry, he played the three four in New York under Todd Bowles. Um, so he'll he'll be making a little bit of a switch here, and um, so his first two years in New York, he struggled a little bit, um, and then he kind of he kind of broke out in his third year and displayed some really really nice coverage skills. I believe he was a top three linebacker in terms of coverage last year, so we got a little bit to look forward to.
1: Yeah, and. When whenever you can get a first round pick for a sixth round later on, when he's just coming off his best year, I think that's has some really good upside. Uh, I think that's I think you got to take that. I know that they were looking for a fifth for him, but uh, and their GM got out of there, and then they Adam Gase went ahead and when he was the interim went ahead and just gave him to us for a sixth. So um, I think I think it's a win. I think he's yeah. We just talked about he's really good in coverage, so. Uh, that'll definitely be an upgrade, and we'll just kind of have to see how the linebacker, uh, how the linebacking court ends up playing out with the guys we've got. And we have Gary Johnson, Raglan, uh, we got Hitchens, we have Atachu, and uh, who's who, who am I forgetting? Damian Wilson. Damian Wilson, and Hitchens, you
0: know,
1: now Eaton. Dan, yeah, and Darren Lee coming in here. So I don't know. I think that bringing all of them, bringing all of them together, bringing him in, whether he you know gets the spot or not I think that uh he'll give a little competition and everybody's gonna get better from that so
0: yeah and I think I mean Brett Veach is kind of have a has kind of had a propensity to trade for uh failed first round picks or failed high round pits picks um so he acquired you know Ogba and and Lee this year and then he acquired um Cameron Irving last year um yeah. and then and then, you know, he got raggling a couple years ago. So, um, you know, this is the this is a very Brett Veach-esque move. And, you know, with, with Darren Lee being in a contract year, you know he's going to go out there and he's going to give it all he's got and uh, try to get a contract. And even if he doesn't – if he's not back in Kansas City next year, you know, we kind of discussed this um, on Twitter a while back. But, um, you know, worst-case scenario, uh, he comes here and then – you know, and, and balls out for 2020 and then, uh, or 2019, the 2019, 2020, uh, season. And then, uh, he gets a contract elsewhere and, uh, and nets us a compensatory pick. So, you know, those can be as high as third rounders. And, you know, if he gets a contract, if he, if he replicates what he did last year, uh, maybe even improves a little bit, then I think he could definitely net us a third or fourth round compensatory pick. So, you know, whenever you only give up a, a sixth round pick and then you get a third or a fourth in return after keeping the guy for a year, you know, I think that's a pretty good a pretty good investment.
1: Yeah, for sure, I agree.
0: Um, so moving on to some OTA updates. Um, first and foremost, uh, Chris Jones' absence. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the absence of Chris Jones?
1: Uh, I don't think it's that big of a gonna be that big of a deal. I think that uh, when these guys become veterans, they you know they can kind of start to do they can kind of no they don't have to be at OT they just have to be there. If if they're if if it comes become a problem where he's just not showing up day after day and you don't really know why or you know, whatever, then you know, then you gotta address it. But if they're when guys don't show up for the non mandatory ones, things like that, it's just that's just how it happens. If if his you know people if his performance goes down, people will say, Why wasn't he maybe he should have been there or doing the things he needed to be doing but if he You know, if he if he balls out, then nobody's gonna really care if he wasn't at an OTA.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I don't think this is really anything to worry about. I mean, Chris Jones is out there. um, You know, if you follow him on Instagram, he's out there working his butt off, and um, I think I think it's more of you know him protecting himself because if he goes out there with the Chiefs and he gets injured, you know, like like Reuben Foster did last week. And the chiefs have no reason to give him the contract that he wants you know but you know yeah. if, if he gets hurt on his own accord then that's on him uh, so he doesn't want to get hurt on on his own buck you know uh, you know practicing for Kansas City whenever he doesn't have to so um, I don't think this is anything to worry about I think he'll be back or I know he'll be back and um, they'll they'll get him under contract uh, if 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 there was something to worry about I think we would know about it. and you know the the frustration that Andy Reid expressed on day three of OTAs. You know, um, that's just how Andy is. I think Andy's a traditionalist, and you know he thinks Chris Jones should be there. But you know this has happened in the past with Justin Houston and Eric Berry, and you know they got those deals done, or I guess Dorsey got those deals done. They weren't exactly great, but um, he got them done nonetheless. So, yeah, um,
1: I don't I don't think that. Going on that, I don't think that Chris Jones is going to be, you know,
0: if people are thinking
1: like, oh, he doesn't care about when, you know, I don't think Chris Jones is going to be, he would be the one of the last guys I would pick for not showing that he cares about winning or being on this team. You know, I think that he's all, he's displayed, whether it's in game or out of the game, that he really cares about being on this team and wants to play for the Chiefs. So I don't think that he is that type of guy at all. So I don't have any, that. If it Maybe if it was someone that has had problems with the pack, like, if there's like an Antonio Brown or something on the team, but it's I don't think Chris Jones is like that.
0: No, and I, I think it's kinda of telling that he hasn't really like spoken out about it. You know, he's just kinda of going about his own business and I'm sure he's letting his his uh, agent handle handle everything and you know, I think they'll get it done. I don't I don't think there's anything we need to be worried about. But um anyway, moving on to uh, the next OTA update is the influence of Steve Spagnolo. Um, so if you've if you've been following on Twitter, um, we've been we've tweeted a few videos of Spagnolo and um, the influence that he's had on this defense already um, in OTAs, and uh, you can see that he really gets after it. He's a really hands-on coach, and you know that's something that we lacked sorely whenever we had Bob Sutton. Bob Sutton was just a kind of seemed like he just told the guys what to do and just kind of expected them to go do it. So.
1: Yeah, and I think when you, as a player, when you see a, a coach running around, showing he cares, and doing a th- you know, doing those type of things, it makes you want to, makes you want to play for him, makes you want to be better. And uh, yeah, Sutton was never really running around or anything like that. You, those the videos, he's sprinting across, sprinting over the field, yelling, telling him what to do. I think that, uh, I think that the players like to see that, and it shows that he he cares.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think. I think once it gets going, and you know, we get a little bit more, a little bit more tape on these guys. You can kind of see it now, but I think you'll definitely be able to see it here in you know a couple weeks, whenever um, they're getting the next round of OTAs and then mini camp and then training camp after that. But um, you know, I think you'll see him. He'll you'll see Spagnuolo running around and, and yelling at these guys and you know getting after them and um, really really setting a fire underneath this defense because the defense knows that they have a chip on their shoulder this year. You know they're they're coming off and they're trying to they're trying to rebuild something that was once a great defense and then turned into one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And so, um, you know they don't want that on their name. And uh, anyway, moving on like this kind of transitions into it, but um, the acquisition of, of Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew, the the impact that their leadership has had on this defense and the way Spagnuolo is is um, you know living through those guys to influence the defense um and I think I think that's really important as well is you know Frank Clark and has come up there and he's coming to the podium and uh you can really see that this guy's a leader and uh you know despite despite the question marks that he had coming in I think I think he really is going to be a leader of that front seven and then um Tyra Matthews is going to be a leader of those defensive backs as well
1: yeah and you bring those type of guys in you bring there's a reason you bring them they're they are leaders they're Ty Matthew, the videos of him, you know, shouting out, running across the field where where they need to be going. Uh, Frank Clark tweeting that they're working on rebuilding the identity of this team. Uh, those are the things that you want the your free agents that you just you just acquired coming, and those are the, you're, they're doing the things you want them to be doing. Try to change the tone of the defense and you know give a little edge to these guys because last year a lot of times it just looked like they just kept getting they were just battered down and they just kind of playing i mean a lot of that has to do with the coaching style from Sutton. you know it's kind of bend up break but it was just you know the, but you want you want your guys to be aggressive and i think that you bring frank clark and a guy like tyron matthew in and that's exactly what they're going to do
0: yeah and from the few videos that we've seen i can definitely see a defense or a difference and i think i think we'll be able to see much more of a difference in that defense um as time goes on so um moving on um, a big talk of OTAs so far is Sammy Watkins and the changes that he's made to himself and and uh, to his game uh, coming into this season is, you know, his confidence seems way up. He kind of seems like he kind of has a different mindset this year. Um, you know, last year he did some talking. You know, he said he was, what he say, he was a supernatural lizard monster or something like that, yeah, what he say last year? Something from
1: I'm a lizard from space or something,
0: wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, space lizard or something. I don't know what he said, but you know, <laughs> he came in talking about that last year, and this year he's he kind of seems like he's humbled up, a, not humbled up, like because he was humble before, but it's kind of seems like he's he's uh left focused out all, <laughs> yeah, he's like focused in now because he comes in, and even Andy Reid said he's like, This is the best shape I've ever seen this guy in, you know. And he's really getting after it. And um, Sammy explicitly said that this this training staff has been working on him a lot, and you know, getting his body right because he dealt with all the foot injuries and stuff. And a lot of that stuff has to do with, um, you know, the way that he handles his body. And um, if you don't if you don't run the correct way, then you risk like hurting your feet, and um, or you risk like pulling a hamstring or whatever. So. Um, it sounds like he's put a lot of work into getting those things right to prevent uh, future injuries and stuff like that. So um, I expect big things from Sammy Watkins this year. Um, I think, I do think he'll stay healthy this year. And, you know, if, if he does that, then, and Tyree Kill isn't, isn't here for the full season, whether Tyree Kill is here for the full season or not. um, I think Sammy Watkins is going to have a huge season.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that you know, everybody's been saying that he's he's looking great out there, and, and I believe it. It's just you know, hopefully there's no, you know you gotta his his problem has always been injuries. Hopefully he stay he can stay healthy, make a big addition to the team. He, he said uh, in a tweet that he was he was uh, just having fun with it again, like a kid on the playground. You know, not worrying about it too much, just going with it, going with the flow, and it seems to seems to be working for him. And hopefully it'll translate into come Sunday.
0: Yeah, for sure and and you know, I think with Tyreek Hill being out um at least for the beginning of of the off season, you know. I think that's a I think that bodes well for for Mahomes because last year Mahomes get, didn't get to spend a lot of time uh one-on-one with Sammy Watkins and you know, this also gives Michael Hardman a little bit of time to work with Mahomes one-on-one, you know, um without without Tyreek Hill in there, you know, taking reps and stuff like that. So um, Tyreek Hill, whether he comes back or not, you know he's going to get his and everything. But um, I think him being gone at least for some period of time is is going to benefit Sammy Watkins and Miko Hardman um, at least somewhat. So um, transitioning into a very interesting uh, story is Breland Speaks' uh, weight and and his shape at camp right now. Um, needless to say, I think he. I think he's out of shape. What do you think?
1: Yeah, he definitely looks like he put on a few pounds. You know, I mean, I mean that happens. I would like to see him a little, a little more cut, a little sl- slim down a bit. I don't know. Like, it, it's definitely not the best thing when he's supposed to be a pass rusher. Maybe that they'll, I don't know. Maybe they plan on moving him inside. I, I don't know. I just don't see, you know. Uh, yeah he did from the pictures that i've seen it, it, it didn't look the best so i mean i don't know maybe the they pic- were just bad pictures but it didn't it didn't look good
0: yeah and there was a couple guys that were saying oh he looks the same you know he's the same size i really i don't think he is the same size i think he's i think he's added about 10 to 15 pounds honestly if i had to guess and um i mean he was big before but it yeah. looks like he's added some weight into his into his gut so um, you know, a lot of that stuff will come off, come off during the off and hopefully he'll get in the weight room and and slim down a little bit. But um, I I've said this for over a year. I mean, since since Speaks got drafted was, you know, he, he flashed quite a bit on film. He's he's got he's got some really nice athleticism, and um, I've said this since the beginning. I think I think he just lacks a little bit of speed and explosion because it seems like he's always just one step too late to the quarterback yeah, or he's one step, he's one step too late to the running back. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll get a little bit, a little bit of that speed back and, um, you know, and and get in better shape here before the season. But, you know, ultimately I don't, I think his, his role for this year is going to be, he's going to play, he's going to play defensive end and then uh, as the five tech and then, you know, he'll slide inside to three tech Um, for certain packages as well so you know we'll see I think I think that's gonna I think he's gonna be kind of a hybrid player but last year you know he played linebacker he played outside linebacker and I don't ever think that was the role that he was drafted to play even whenever they turned in the draft card for him it said defensive end it didn't say linebacker so you know it kind of it kind of says uh and for those of you that don't quite understand that Whenever the Chiefs turned in the draft card for Khalil McKenzie, who was a defense tackle, the draft card said offensive guard on it, and he had never even played guard before. But the draft card said guard, because that's the position they drafted him to play, which is true. I mean, obviously, he's been practicing with guard for over a year now, and uh, Speaks, they drafted him as a defensive end, and he, he went on to play linebacker. But um, I, think, I think the plan all along was to make the switch to the 4-3 after this year, or after last year or so. Um, yeah so i think speaks is gonna i think he's i think he's gonna be a decent player actually um as long as he as long as he gets into better shape because <laughs> those pictures did not look good i mean it looked like he didn't even want to be there but you know who knows that stuff OTAs and stuff i'm sure those are exhausting so he, he'll get there I, I think um you know but it's just a funny thing to joke about right now because um, because he is looking big and he's kind of it's kind of become he's kind of become the butt of that joke so
1: yeah, and I think that, I think that uh, he'll probably. I'm sure he'll slim down. He maybe just. I don't know. Maybe this. I'm. It's gonna be. It's hot out there. I think they're gonna be. They'll be. He'll lose some of that weight, and I think it'll. He'll end up being a pretty good player for us. I think that. You're right that he does look a little slow on some of the things, but. Uh, I think that I think hopefully he'll get it in gear before the season starts.
0: You know, and and like i said on on one of our tweets you know and i wasn't even i was joking but i wasn't even really joking about it was keep in mind that they could have asked him to gain weight because they intend to move him between the three and the five tech so
1: like that's possible
0: if they if they want him to play a little bit of inside and play outside because you know i expect them to move chris jones around as well um i don't expect chris jones to play exclusively at the three tech like he did like he like people are expecting I think he'll slide out to five tech as well in certain packages, you know, and they could slide a guy like like speaks into the inside. Who's who's. I don't know if he's bigger than Jones. He looks bigger than Jones right now, but, you know, we'll see. So anyway, uh, moving on to the current running back competition. So uh, with the running backs right now, we have Damian Williams, Carlos Hyde, Darwin Thompson, James Williams, Daryl Williams and Marcus Marshall. Um, so I think we'll, I think we'll really, I think we'll ultimately carry four running backs. Um, who do you think is going to make the roster as it stands now? Uh, I think Darwin Thompson will make the roster. I think Damian Williams will make the roster.
1: I think, let's see. I think probably, I think our Carlos Hyde is going to make the roster. And then then the last spot, that's, it'll be tough. It's, I'm thinking it's going to be, uh, we got who's left. We got James Williams, uh, Marks Marshall and, uh, Daryl Williams. Williams. I think James Williams could take it, honestly. I yeah. Here's he could the, be the last one. Him or, him or, him or Daryl would be the last spot for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and the thing is, is both Daryl Williams and James Williams can be stashed on the practice squad. Um, and so it's really just a matter of, you know, what do you need? Because, um, you know, I think Daryl Williams is really, really similar skill set-wise to Carlos Hyde. Um, mm-hmm. So I think... I think they'll carry James Williams just because he's kind of he's kind of a unique talent. Um, he kind of reminds me of Sharkhandrick West, but uh, better receiving back. Um, yeah. So, so you know we'll see. Um, as it stands now, I'd say Damian Williams, Carlos Hyde, Darwin Thompson, and James Williams, and then uh, Daryl Williams will be stashed on the practice squad if if I had to guess. But
1: yeah, that's probably my I, guess too.
0: And I also think Daryl Williams has less of a. Is less of a risk of being snatched off the practice squad, and you know, once once Hyde is gone after this year, you know, they could always bring they could bring Daryl Williams back to the fifty three man roster, and then um, you know, those will be the four guys once Hyde is gone. So, yeah. uh, see, but uh, we did we did tweet that video of of James Williams. I don't know if y'all saw it, but um, it was from James Williams's Instagram actually, and it was uh, I guess he. Took a video of him watching film or something like that, and he broke a couple of dudes' ankles. So that was pretty cool. On yeah. uh, he was caught a ball out of the backfield and then broke some ankles and ran down the sideline. So you know that that's the type of stuff that gets me excited about him. Is he just looks really explosive? He didn't have a great forty time, but you know he just seems like he gets zero to zero to full speed really really quick. So um, I like James Williams, and I, I actually as an undrafted free agent, I have high high hopes for that guy. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, and I think this running back group is going to be really underrated. Could be one of the, could end up being one of the best in football. Honestly, I mean, William, Damian Williams was stepped up last year after Hunt was gone. Uh, I think Carlos Hyde is going to be a solid back, and I think that uh, Dharma Thompson could could really break out this year.
0: Yeah, no, uh, that's another thing. Is there was a video as well. It was the long video that BJ Kissel posted, like the five observations or whatever after day three of OTAs. And um, there was a video, little video or clip of Darwin Thompson running like a little um, like an out route type thing. And um, I don't remember exactly what route it was, but, you know, he looked really, really smooth in those in those route in, in his route running. And, you know, I think I think the little I think the combination of running backs that we have is, is really going to stand out this year in the NFL. And, um, you know, we don't have a top guy per se. Um, we don't have that Kareem Hunt guy. Um, I definitely think that I think the running back group as a whole is going to be really productive and I think it's going to be really efficient probably more efficient than uh, Kareem Hunt was on his own in in 27 or in 2018 so or in 2018 and 2017 so Uh, we'll see with that Um, and then with that being said just a couple other things Um, you know there's been talk about Uh, Patrick Peterson so yeah he gets slapped with the six game suspension uh, for PEDs and you know there's really no what did they they said he has he said he has type 2 diabetes and he took something to like yeah he's feeling sluggish and then yeah I I don't know what the what that is all about but yeah and then he it said he uh so he took that or he said that he took that because he was feeling sluggish because he has diabetes and then um he tried to, he took a masking agent, which is like basically to try to get you to pass your drug te- pass your drug test. Um yeah. and that also shows up on the drug test. So um, you know, he got it would have been four games for taking the PEDs, but there was also a masking agent, so that's an additional two games. So, you know, it's not really a good look, but um, you know, that's the type of guy that, you know, come late July or August, that's the type of guy that, you know, the Chiefs might target because you know, at this point, his value is only really going to drop. Um, I, I don't think it can go up at this point. So, but yeah, we'll see. Sure.
1: Yeah, I think that if 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 we end up getting him and you know getting him later on in the year, I think that obviously he'd make a huge impact. But definitely not a good look for him right now. And um, but if we can get him for even cheaper than we originally were going to, then I think that that, that might be the move.
0: Yeah, you know, and I don't I'm not exactly sure. I mean, before there was talks of it costing, you know, a second round pick plus something or a first round pick. Um, but I think now that he's missing 6 games and he's only going to be a- available for for the last 10 games of the season, you know, plus playoffs, um I think his I think his value does drop quite a bit. Um probably to a third or fourth round pick, but the question really is are the, cor- are the Cardinals even willing to take a third or fourth round pick? Or in that case, would they rather just hang on to him at that point, you know? You know, All even right. if he's not playing or even if he isn't going to make a difference f- to the team, you know, it's possible that they just, they'd rather hang on to him because, you know, they can afford him because they're not in a bad cap situation or anything. But we'll see. So, um, you know, hopefully we do acquire a cornerback of some sort. Uh, we haven't done it. To this point yet but you know we'll see so
1: yeah hope uh, you know hopefully you know even if we don't get them our defense our secondary is improved from last year so if we don't get them i'm still you know hopeful that these guys can handle it but it'd definitely be nice to be able to get them but you know we'll see how it goes
0: yeah and then one one more quick thing speaking about the the defensive back group is you know i think the presence of tyron matthew is going to pay dividends i think I think what we lacked last year with Eric Berry being on the field off the field for so long was a guy that can come out there and, and command the defense backfield and you know, Tyre Matthews is gonna come in and he's gonna do that. And uh if you look back in twenty seventeen, we tweeted a graphic um from twenty seventeen about uh yards allowed per game or something like that by cornerbacks. And I think Fuller and Bre- or Bashad Breland were in like the top four. So yeah,
1: you know, we lot. get
0: we get those two guys back together, so hopefully, you know, they can build up some chemistry, and then, um, who knows, maybe we'll add another corner, um, after, after cutdowns, or something like that, so, um, I think somebody said a guy to keep, a, a guy to keep an eye on would be Josh Norman, so, you know, basically, we just have the cornerback group that the Redskins had three years ago, so, yeah, if we get Josh Norman, so, which I'm okay with, because they were really good, but, Um, you know, Josh Norman in his last couple years of this contract, you know, he could be a nice addition as well. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it for this week, guys. I know it was short. We apologize for that. There's just, there's not a ton to talk about, but, you know, as the off season progresses and and more things start happening and, you know, we have, we have more, uh, training camp tape and OTA tape and mini camp tape, stuff like that, you know, we'll have, we'll have a lot more to discuss and, uh, hopefully Hopefully we get some trades and and the Chiefs go out and they sign some guys. So um, anyway, thank you for listening. This is episode 11 of Arrowhead Live. Uh, Once again, we want to congratulate Corey for winning the giveaway. Um, And and we want to thank everybody that participated.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, thank you, Charverius Ward, for uh, sending it over. I don't know if you're probably not going to hear this, but either way, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, anyway, go Chiefs, and y'all have a great Have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Have a good one, guys.